Welcome to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast with Tyra E. Rowell. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you decide to listen to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast. I'm so happy to have you um, listening. I do thank you and appreciate you for listening to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast because it does um, intrigue me or it is a passion, a passion of mine to give information about mental health from a uh, spiritual standpoint, and not only from a spiritual standpoint, but also psychological, because um, we are people who have a soul, and I, I believe that when we are reading the Word of God, which is the Holy Bible, that we should be reading it from a psychological perspective, because um, we are human beings, and anytime that you're reading about people and humans in the Bible, you do... Uh, we do need to touch bases and relate to those people that are in the Bible so that we can understand who we are as God's people. Because in the book of Genesis, it does say, well, God said, let us make man in our image, you know, in our likeness. And I was like, Lord, that is so profound that we are pretty much in your likeness as far as how the way we think and act and behave and feel as human beings, you know. And when you made Adam, you gave him a soul, a living soul at that, you know. Uh, you didn't want a robot. You didn't want people, you didn't want us to be walking around as people that you can control. You wanted us to have a free will. And y'all, it's, it's, it's such good freedom when you know who you are as God's people. Um, knowing who you are, not just who you are, but also whose you are in him. Because when you realize that the God that created you is full of love and faithful and desires the best for us, uh, you can't help but to think the same thing for yourself, that you desire to love upon yourself the way that God loves you and see the way yourself, see yourself the way that God sees you. And, and think about the plans and the will that he has for your life because you know that he has um, your life in his hands. And that also um, the plans that he has for you are of love, of peace, of joy, you know, and expected in according to the word of God. And, and we're not just only supposed to just read his word, but also believe it. You know, believe it for your life. Believe it for who you are, um, especially those who proclaim to be a Christian or a representative of Jesus Christ, you know? Because you're not just reading the Word of God. You are really, literally trying to figure out who you are as a person in Him. And and not just as a person, but trying to figure out, what am I here for? And, and let's just be honest, okay? Two people got her fell in love and then they had you. But 
even though it, it, it doesn't even matter i want to make that clear i want to make this clear that it doesn't even matter how you got here you know what i'm saying i know how people put focus on how a person ends up here whether they were out of wedlock or or or, or any other circumstance you know because people do tend to look at that but god don't look at that he, he, he does not care about how you got here all he knows is that you're here and he also knew you while you were being developed in um, your mother's room. So we got to focus on things that is of God and focus on things that's of good report. You know, think focus on things that are good and, and relevant in these days and times and not just be focusing on the bad all the time, the negative all the time. Perspective can be powerful, y'all. It really can. Perspective can be powerful because you are not defined by how the way you end up here. You know how the way you end up on this on this earth, and 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 no matter what kind of parents we have, you know, we still can live the lives that God has created us to live, in spite of in spite of our upbringing, our circumstances and in spite of what kind of parents we have we can live an abundant life we just gotta believe it and so that brings me to um talk about this week because we're still on emotional health of course because i've been speaking about emotional health since september and so i'm still uh, talking about emotional health this week because emotions are important for us to understand but um that brings me to the topic for today, you know, which is based upon a book that I have came across, you know, because I'm always reading, I'm always learning. That That's the type of person I am. And this book is a phenomenal book, according to me as a psychologist, as a um, psychotherapist. Uh, but the name of it is called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. How to Heal from Distant Rejection or Self-Involved Parents by Dr. Lindsay Gibson. By Dr. Lindsay Gibson. Uh, you, can find, you, you can find this information inside the description of this podcast because I want you to go to Amazon or, or whatever bookstore that you love to visit and buy this book because it is... Oh my God, it's an eye opener, y'all. And I'm gonna give you some some um some some uh excerpts from the book, you know, not just um to be uh giving you the whole book because baby, I want you to go buy it for yourself. Because if you are a child or an adult child, because we, baby, adults are just people, children that just grew up to be an adult, but you still a child, but you just grew up into a an adult, baby. But at the same time, you're still growing up with these uh, emotions and perspectives and beliefs that you had developed when you was young. And they can have a very major impact on you as an adult. Uh, as an adult, you have to interact with other people. You have to be in a relationship with other people and um, just the co-workers and your folks at the church and uh, folks at the grocery store. You know, all this in- interaction that's going on. We, we got to be able to live, live with peace, you know. But this book is about adult children of emotionally immature parents because I want y'all to understand that our parents are not perfect. 
They really not. And 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 they also had a child here. You see what I'm saying? They also had some parents. And then them folks also had some parents too. You know, and sometimes these these parents be uh passing down stuff from generation on down. But just because they pass something to the generation don't mean that you gotta use it too. Don't mean that you got to do it too. Don't mean you gotta do it the same way they did it. I'm just saying. But there's something I saw in this book that I do want to bring to your attention. Because when you are a child growing up into an emotional, uh, immature household, and what that means is your parents are were just not emotionally available. For whatever reason, they just wasn't emotionally available. So that's why the book say that uh, it's, it's really being called emotionally immature. But there's a chapter, uh, well, I'll say a title in this book called How Children Cope with Emotional Loneliness. Because if you are in a household where you are being raised by parents who are emotionally unavailable, it can be lonely. It really can. But to a child, it can be so distressing, according to this book. It's like a child who experiences it will do whatever is necessary to make some kind of connection with the parent. These children may learn to put other people's needs first as the price of admission to a relationship instead of expecting others to provide support or show interest in them, they may take on the role of helping others, convincing everyone that they have few emotional needs of their own. Unfortunately, this tends to create even more loneliness since covering up your deepest needs prevents genuine connection with others. So what this what this saying is that even though these children tend to um put other people's needs first because I, you know, I do see myself uh, having a lot of clients who, who find themselves hard, having a hard time uh, putting themselves off the back burner because they always put in others first. But I'm just wondering, could it be that they were lonely when they was a child because they wasn't getting their needs met and now they haven't, they're taking on this role of helping others and convincing people that they don't have that many needs or even convincing themselves because we tend to do that too, convince ourselves if we don't need anything. But really, we do need to feel love. We do need to feel connection. We do need to feel um, somewhere where we belong. You know, that is a natural process of our lives, especially growing up. And when you don't get that, imagine growing up into a child or an adult and you do not feel that you belong in the world. You do not um, believe that you're supposed to put forth your needs before others. But you have needs just like they do. Just like you're trying to meet their needs, that you should also be concerned about your needs too. But it's okay for you to uh, want to have those needs met too as well. And even though that there will be some times that you probably feel like uh, or think that the person who you hang around with are not meeting those needs, it's okay to tell them that I'm going to have to find me a new person to help me with these needs of mine because we do have to re- redefine our circle because if you know that the person who you may be with is not meeting an emotional need and it is a need that you want to be met, don't be ashamed of that. 
Don't be hiding and afraid to express yourself, but it all comes down to you trying to uh, make somebody else show interest in you, and it could be that you have a fear of rejection, too. But either way it goes, we have to get out of that because as adults, we're going to have a struggle trying to be in a relationship when someone is um, saying they want to love on you and they want to connect with you and they want you to belong like you belong in their family and you will have a hard time because you you have you have this belief from a child and and because of the fact that you were lonely emotionally isn't that something i was just i was like wow this kind of makes sense to me you know but we can do better we really can um that's why i say go get this book because it is a good book it will help you to understand what it was that you was needing as a child and didn't even know and then you develop all these beliefs and perspectives and that could be affecting you right now as an adult you know and if you have kids and here you are as a parent and you're and you're being emotionally unavailable just imagine what you're doing to them oh the cycle just repeating itself ain't it but that is not the way it's supposed to go that is not the way it's supposed to be we are supposed to be emotionally available to each other loving upon each other and and letting people express their feelings to us that's called a confession really it's really called a confession and you don't allow people to do that guess what you are blocking their healing and that's exactly what happened when you were young your healing just being blocked but you can unstuck yourself you know you really can so come on back to the next episode so that we can learn some more about what kind of parents these are you know because there are four types of emotionally immature parents so come on back and listen to the next um episode all right y'all have a good day thank you for tuning in to the mental health bible study podcast subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode